This person has made a big impact on our life. Have really learned a lot from her. All right, somebody get me out of here. <laughs> no, we've had our own little counseling in this whole thing. This has been quite the counseling session. <laughs> I hope you've learned a lot. We've definitely benefited from this. <laughs> you we. See Did you see that? Yeah, uh, and I just said we. Love or work. Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. And wow, we're back together once again. Yes. What are you thinking about this podcast today? Oh, I'm excited. I mean, we have a comedian on. I felt like my cheeks were like were in this like frozen smile. I don't, they kind of hurt like after this conversation. Do you ever think when I you're with a comedian the whole time? Well, I said something I, I thought was kind of funny, but I was like, I wonder if he didn't think it was funny. Then you're like, <laughs> you double guess yourself. Well, for whenever you're I'm with a comedian, I'm like, I can't really say a joke. But then the what? other side is there. Everything's kind of a joke. It's like one or the other with comedians. Do you not think about it? I don't know. I just kind of am myself all the time with well, the same people. <laughs> and I guess I'm f- kind of funny. I don't know. You think you're funny. Oh, boy. You here definitely we go. do. Uh, so fun to talk to this couple. We're going to just jump right in. And- Today was uh, Dustin and Melissa Nickerson. And Dustin wrote a book, How to Be Married to Melissa. And it's... Just a very great, fun... It's super hyper niche. I mean, it's just to Melissa. But, I mean, come on. There's some great stuff in the book. I it Honestly, it was like such an easy, fun read. Yeah. Um, and actually most... I don't know. I, f- I feel like it was like a very refreshingly practical book that doesn't tell me what to do. Right. Like you don't realize they're giving you these tips and telling you things to do. Yeah. He does it in a way that you don't realize he's doing. Yeah. The premise is like, hey, there is no two relationships that are exactly the same. So make it work for you. Yeah. Make it work for you. And they, that's and what they've family. done. That's what they've mm-hmm. learned to do. Right. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that. So maybe we can be listening for a few things. Oh, hit it. Legoland sex. Oh, of course you had to bring that up. Oh my goodness. Legoland sex. Posting a vacation pic. Okay. And there's no losing or failing. In marriage and in relationships. Marriage yeah. and relationships. That's totally great. Let's get right to it. Here is Dustin and Melissa Nickerson. Well, let's just get right into it then. How did the two of you fall in love? What's your love story? Mel and I were high school sweethearts, but from different high schools, we met at church youth group and we were young, young, like, like when you, we look back on our conversations, it makes us cringe young. Like not, it's not like, Oh, we were like young in love. It was like, Oh, high school or college. I had just turned 17. I was a senior. And Dustin was almost 17. Yeah. Okay. okay. We met on a mission trip to Montana. We were, yeah. uh, we did a VBS and like, uh, stacked a bunch of wood for, <laughs> for yeah. families there. Yeah. Rural families. Oh, yeah. Wow. And we, we were, that's what we met. And then our first date technically would have been like two months later at, uh, my, junior year homecoming and then we officially started like dating that christmas um but it would have been 
you know, the, those early years of falling in love were spent in a lot of what where I'm doing this weekend, which is coffee shops in uh, bookstores in college. rainy, dark nights in college in the Seattle area, mm-hmm. um, doing, uh, you know, homework, a lot of homework, and then also having no money. So a lot of thrift storing, not like the cool, expensive vintage thrift storing, but like the good old fashioned this is a dollar thrift store shopping. Off rack. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a, lot of Yahtzee. a lot of Yahtzee. We played a lot of Yahtzee, which in hindsight is an ob- obnoxious game to play in uh, in a coffee shop. But that's the one thing about Seattle is kind of before a lot of other cities, they had the late night coffee game, mm-hmm. you know, when we were teenagers. So that's where we found ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Last mm-hmm. night after one of my shows here in Seattle, Joel and I, like I said, I'm in Seattle with my son. We went to a coffee shop and literally just played cribbage and had a coffee. And you're like, I told him and Mel saw it too. We we're like, this is, this was so much of our early years mm-hmm. of the time that we spent together, you know, because you can spend like three, four hours in a coffee I know, shop. I know. And I mean, we're not helping that business in any way, you know, <laughs> we're like, you're not buying lots of coffee. It. You're too poor. No, no. But it was exactly. kind of like 90s coffee shops where they were just diving. They had a bunch of couches. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So they didn't care if you were there all night. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that, was, uh, that was how we spent. And then we got married while we were both going into our junior year in colleges. Oh. So and, and you she stayed was together Seattle. the whole time? Like you, there was no breakup? 19 and 20. Um, there we, no breakup, we almost yeah. had like a long distance breakup, but it lasted like a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't real. Honestly, it was pretty silly, but yeah, we were pretty, pretty infatuated with each other. So wow. <laughs> now for our listeners, I mean, right now you guys are in two different cities. You're on zoom, different places. I mean, this is part of life for you, right? I mean, two hours yeah. and travel and how do you, how do you do that? How do you make it work? This is actually pretty rare that we're on a on a weekend. I guess it's Monday right now, uh, but in our mind, it's still kind of a weekend because of when I left. It's pretty rare that we would be in the same time zone right now. Like it's like we I travel so much that if I'm in the same time zone, it almost feels like I'm home in some ways. Not home, home, but it's like well, you're more there accessible. is a lot. Of, yeah, I'm more accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there is yeah. a lot of like. I'm going to bed at 11 and she, it's eight out there. And you're like, ah, well, I'm not going to bed at 11. Who are we getting here? But <laughs> um, I'm getting up at 11 a.m. <laughs> but there is a, a ton of, not Zoom, but there is a ton of this type of communication. But it's much more um, constant, if you will. Like, uh, hey, what are you I doing? Love- like, yeah. it's kind of an ongoing I wouldn't, we don't do like um, an end of day catch up very often. Hmm. We do a lot of, what are you up to? I'm doing this. Maybe like if one of us has a five to 10 minute drive or a five to 10 minute walk, they call the other person. Um, But also, and we joked about this on our podcast recently, there is, uh, we, uh, there is an element sometimes too, where like Mel is so busy at home that if sometimes if I call the answer, she answers the phone and goes, this is not a good time. 
in not a very polite way. <laughs> because I'm insulted. You called. You Facetimed me. Yeah. <laughs> how dare? How dare I want to communicate yeah. with you? So. Well, Mel, is this like what you signed up for? Like, is this like in your mind when you guys were getting together? This was the career path that you were talking about already. This was what you knew you were going to sign up for in marriage with this partner. Or does this feel like something you've had to like grow into to understand and learn, you know? Definitely not what I signed up for, but also, you know, we were young. We had no money. We were, you know, I was studying graphic design. Dustin was essentially studying like journalism. And so we're like artsy and he started out as a youth pastor and then a full-time pastor. And you know how that goes, or you might like nights, weekends, travel, Mm -hmm. some speaking things, conferences. So like, it's always been not like eight to five or something like Mm -hmm. for us, he managed a gym for a while and that's like pretty much 24 seven, you know, like, so, uh, weekends, holidays, like we just don't follow a traditional Mm -hmm. schedule or calendar ever. So, um, so yeah, I, I would say yes and no, but certainly the travel took some time to get used to. The nice thing is like working together. Like I've always worked on the business, but as it grows and like my kids grow older, like I've worked more and more on it and that's been intentional and like a choice. I mean, I've had other jobs. I, I work very part-time. I volunteer essentially, um, teaching some art classes and stuff, but that's just to like volunteer, but it's just been very intentional that we have time together, even if we do have to do some work. So when we are home, like Tuesdays, for example, our girls have half days at school. And then Dustin is like, you know, with us from like noon to eight doing everything that our daughters have going on, homework and Mm -hmm. sports and chores and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Like just like intentional time that we get to be with him and they get to be with him. It's very unconventional, the schedule. It always has been kind of what Mel was getting at there. I've never had a neurotypical enough mind to have the skills to get a nine to five job that paid enough to pay rent or and or live in a house somewhere that was never in the cards for us. But the travel, we didn't necessarily think was going to come. But, you know, got to keep in mind, I didn't start stand up until I was 27. That's when I showed up for my first open mic. Okay. And we had two kids and a third on the way. So it was not, um, we, we didn't really sign up for anything. We, we mm. didn't, we didn't know what we were really getting plan. into. <laughs> there was no plan. No. Yeah. We, we knew we loved each other and we knew we were really committed to each other. Um, but there was just a lot of like meandering. And I think this is really typical for people trying to find their life's work and not, not wanting just like a job, but like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life. And we, and we talk about this in the book there, we had kind of a crossroads, like it would have been like five, six years ago where I had an older comedian friend whose marriage was really feeling this strain. And he told me essentially like your instinct is going to be to keep them out of this world and just provide for them a world where they don't have to worry about it. And like, here's 
the money or house or whatever. Not that we have that kind of money, uh, but the, you know, to, to almost compartmentalize it. And you have to go against that instinct and do this together. Like this has to be like a we thing. And I think even our language is chosen on uh, that kind of, or changed a lot in that regard. And that when we have wins together or things to do, or like, it's not like my tour, it's our tour. We're doing these things because, you know, Mel's the CFO of this uh, Dustin Nickerson comedy. We run a podcast together. She keeps us out of jail by doing the taxes. She does a lot of art. I mean, just this last given week, we recorded four podcasts together. We're doing this one right now. Uh, she printed and designed some flyers for me to be out here. She like is heavily involved in the marketing side of things. It's very, uh, I have a taping in LA next week. She'll be up for that. Like there's a ton of, it's all, it's, it's very much a, a we thing, which mm. I think makes the travel strain feel not necessarily less strenuous, but more like, yeah, kind of like, this is what we're doing. Yeah, that's good. So in your book, I think you talk a little bit about like just this idea of like comparing marriages a little bit. And I think that's kind of one of those things about like, there's like learning from other people and marriages. And then there's like, also like going your own path, kind of like how you're yeah. stating how you two have gone. You've just followed your own way and your own path and how you're doing it. What would you say is something maybe that you choose to learn from or that you choose to like let go and be your own way? Like, how do you decipher that? Yeah. I mean, some of this comes, I think a lot about Mel has like a really, really visceral reaction whenever she sees someone post a vacation pic on Instagram. <laughs> and, and, like, and that's not and real. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, not real. Exactly. Well, there's a lot there, right? There's one, we get it, you have money. Uh, <laughs> because in some ways it is just saying that like, oh, you get time off of work. Oh, you could travel, you know, okay, that's one. And two, I mean, Mel, you can speak to this a little more, but that visceral reaction in part does come from not, not it's not even jealousy fueled, but it's hating anything that is not, uh, my favorite thing about Melissa is that she is just a thousand percent authentic mm-hmm. all the time, at times to her own detriment. Uh, <laughs> like there's just not an ounce of uh, fakeness or, you know, um, off, uh, lack of authenticity in her. And those pictures, as you go, is no, you're like, well, that's not real. And mm-hmm. Sometimes people are just posting that to celebrate and commemorate it, and that's fine. Um, but other times there is a sense of like, well, I don't want what you have because what you are doing most likely doesn't even apply to me. What you guys like to do, mm-hmm. like Mel and I hate eating out in restaurants. We don't like doing that together. We don't like holding hands. Uh, we don't think a regular date night is important. There's like, uh, there's a million things that couples say, like, this is the bedrock of our relationship. And we would do these things and be like, uh. <laughs> uh, but we, but, uh, but Mel, but man, do we like an hour and a half hike together mm. where Mel's up just feeling the intensity of the experience. And we're it like, and I understand that that wouldn't be something for other people. And man, we sure like to 
you know, travel together, which I understand like without our kids, uh, sorry, Joel. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, there are, but the point is like, you find the things that work for you and don't work for you. That's mm-hmm. really the, and that's, I think in, 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 in large part, that's kind of that driving visceral reaction for mm-hmm. Mel of like, Hey, it's not that we can't do that. It's like, we do we even want to do that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Mel? I think I used to like to, I used to get a lot, feel very comfortable, like checking all the boxes. And like, like when I was like a pastor's wife for a season, I felt like everything fits, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, um, everyone knows exactly who I am, exactly what I'm going to do and exactly what I'm about. And when we left that space for comedy, like there was a lot of uncertainty and like, do people even know like who I am or what I'm about or, you know, you get a lot of interesting comments as a comics wife. And I just had to kind of shed that, like that, like I have to fit in a box and I, you know, like <laughs> I just didn't realize how like comfortable it was to be in that space and then to leave it. I just had to kind of like throw the baby out with the bathwater as far as stereotypes and comparing ourselves to other couples. Mm-hmm. I think you get comfortable after like 20 some years together that you can just go like, no, that's not a strength of mine. You know, like, please plan the vacations. Like it stresses me out, mm-hmm. you know, like right. versus like, I'll make sure our taxes and bills are paid, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. so I think yeah. there's just a comfort and like a, a knowing of like, like a five star restaurant for our anniversary is like lost on us. Um, you know? <laughs> lame. Let's boring. do something fun. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no, Mel, but that's I'm just like, us. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, that's just mm-hmm. us. We get that other people are into it, but I, I mean, and it really is like freeing when you come to the realization that, like, wait, you don't like this? I didn't like this either. Mm-hmm. Let's not do this. You know. Yeah. Let's get some food from a gas station and go on a walk. Yeah. yeah. Melissa, you mentioned like the idea of like expectations of a pastor's wife, or apparently there's expectations of a comedian's wife. I don't, I literally don't know what those are, but that that's a thing, I guess. Uh, and there's probably expectations of being married to every, you know, situation possible. But I'm curious being married to a comedian, I'm guessing everything that he says is not that funny actually to <laughs> you. Right. Is that, Talk me, take me to a time when he thought something was funny and you did not. Maybe, maybe recently. Oh, I, I'm curious. Oh, wow. For the most part, Dustin like customizes jokes for me. Okay. These are not stage oh, jokes. These are just. I know. Yeah, I know what I, I know what you're thinking jokes. about. It was the shopping jokes. I was like, oh. I gotta go. I gotta go out and keep making money because Mom's got a nonstop shopping budget right now. Like you, <laughs> I, like. He'll and tease been, me a lot. You've been laughing a lot about it. I know. It. And, I, I'll then, laugh at it and, for like and a then, week, and then yeah. I'll throw it back at you. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens a lot. Yeah. Where I'll, I'm like, you were laughing, and then we'll be in a fight later, and she's like, and you keep making those jokes, and you're like, I don't know what. I thought, I, you're like, I thought I, it was funny. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're like, when laughing. I stop la- when you stop laughing, I'll stop making them, and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's not funny anymore. Um, <laughs> recently, Justin pokes me and like annoys me constantly (laughs) and recently he started when i would yawn he started putting his hands in my mouth 
<laughs> He's dying laughing just thinking about it right now. <laughs> why is that so funny? It's not. Why is anything funny? Nobody knows why something's but funny. Like, what kind of question is that? We're so ridiculous. It's yeah. That's the kind of ridiculous and that we particularly, are. Particularly, I like it when I'm driving and she's in the passenger seat and she's yawning and her eyes are closed. And then so I'll just put my finger right there and it'll clamp down. It's like, oh, my God. And it just it's the well, it's because Mel's reactions are so big. They're very they're very funny. to me. Yeah. Mel's reactions. They, it's it's a, it amuses me yeah. to see you like that. Ah! <laughs> it's, not, it's not mean there's nothing mean spirited about it but it's funny like six out of ten times yeah, it's like a good record for a joke yeah if i like yeah. turn my back like, like i the know t- the tenth callback it's come on yeah. we gotta like move on yeah. You're like, Let's go. i'll never stop i will never stop doing it oh i just God. know so you can, be, your last breath on your deathbed can be a yawn and i'm gonna put my finger in it <laughs> as you can <laughs> Yeah, we don't have nothing is off limits. <laughs> no. Well, Mel, what did you think about him deciding to write a book on marriage, particularly to you, with most of the stories probably being about you? Uh, yeah. How'd you feel about all that? I definitely was like intimidated by it because I was like, oh, no, or, you know, what are our in-laws or relatives going to think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. My daughter yeah. will like bring copies to her friends at school. And you're and like, guys, like, no, hey, not you got to talk. Let, let me talk yeah. to the parents because now you've given this to your friend and yeah. kind of an adult needs to kind of interface like yeah. an adult marriage. Yeah. Book. There's a chapter you need to rip out of there before <laughs> you just and, like, you know, they're they're teenagers. So I'm like, that's adorable. You're like proud of us or something. Kind but of. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. So I was definitely nervous. I am happy to like be behind the scenes. I can, I can be public facing, but just for a lot of years, I was just like running the books and driving to the airport and <laughs> doing subscriber emails. And I was like happy. It was, it was easier for me to not be forward facing with the the book and the podcast and stuff. Um, But I also know it's like good to get pushed out of your comfort zone. And I think, um, I mean, you just hear from readers and stuff like their appreciation for it and kind of what we just talked about, like these aren't laws, you know, like we get in these circles and you're like, I mean, your husband doesn't mow the lawn every weekend and we're like no um stuff like that where you're just like no guys like you know doesn't happen this way if it doesn't work well for your household so it was really fun to get feedback and to hear like appreciation and stuff so and then Dustin's just always been such a great writer that I mean I can't write 55,000 words about him so it was an honor it's like (laughs) oh Dustin's like, oh, how, do, how does that make you feel, Dustin? That he, she couldn't. Yeah. Write, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. They actually, the 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 Mel elements, the Mel elements, if you will, uh, <laughs> that came from the book. Um, oh, opportunity miss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we didn't call these the Mel elements. Uh, oh man, um, were um, they 
uh, came from her correcting details in the stories, the Mel's POV sections of them. Cause I would, I would be off by like four years sometimes in the time frame, And she'd be like, that is not how that happened. That is not mm-hmm. like we tell the category story at the beginning, the fight over the board game. And she's like that. And then it just hit, hit us. You're like, this would be a very fun moment of this book where, she, where she chimes in. She's like, no, this is, this is reality here. And I think again, it kind of like, Yes, I wrote the book, but Mel's on the cover. Mel artistically spoke to the design of the cover. Mel is in it. She recorded the audio with us um, and then helped Our do the, the Patreon <laughs> Zooms, hangs around it. It's, uh, you know, she read the book several times. Like, she was very much an R project, you know. Mm-hmm. So by the end, it wasn't like, here's this book I wrote about us, you yeah. know, because, mm-hmm. uh, and there were also yeah, we very with- hard to. There's a lot of meetings with editors and publishers and lunch yeah. and yada, yada And there's a lot of like very hard conversations of what to what to leave, uh, what to put in, and even more importantly, what to take out of just going like, is this going to, are we oversharing here? Mm-hmm. Or does this put somebody else in our story on an unfair light or in an unnecessary light? Um, versus is it important that we keep this in because we think this might legitimately help marriages, you know? Well, speaking of the adult chapter, there was a chapter that you guys wrote on sex, which was very funny parts of it and also very vulnerable. One of the uh, metaphors you shared was about sex being like Lego land. Can you unpack that for us? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember? Oh, I'll jog your memory. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. So, Legoland the is there's a couple locations. There's one in San Diego, North San yeah. Diego, and it's a circle. So, yeah. you get there, and your temptation is to get on the first ride, and it's a mm-hmm. little tiny dinosaur ride. And you you've just wasted an hour because you need to advance throughout the loop and get to the better roller coasters before everybody else does mm-hmm. how that relates to sex still <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out please, <laughs> please jog to memory i have not you still funny to I, me. I, I wrote that about four years ago i, know. I didn't read my own book what was know? funny to me is that when you said that you're like sex is like like and andre and i had a conversation i don't know if you remember this we didn't talk about this prior to this we had a conversation one time we were at legoland with our kids and they were wait. we were waiting in line for one of those rides that were really not that great. Right. Right. And right. I had this moment. I turned to Andre and I said, and I just, I, I was going to say something. And I started laughing. She's like, what are you laughing? At? I'm like, I just realized like everyone in this room had sex and these are their kids. Like it was like this moment that it was like <laughs> everyone in this space was yeah. here because of this reason. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, it was like this weird <laughs> moment. And at she was Legoland. at Legoland. Anyway, so I had a my own I little... still am not following the whole premise. Well, there was like yeah, well, not like... a lot of attractive people in the room in general. No, that was part of it. not you. I'm talking about Mel. <laughs> Melissa, she's got to finish her story. Yeah, explain it, Melissa. What? No, I don't no, remember. I'm, this is I, a... I, Let's create our own analogy. Um, I'm still no, if following. You remember, like, if you okay, remember, you need to tell us. coasters in the beginning. I think. And we gotta wait to get well, to the big ones. I, I think so it, I think it's the I think it gets better over time. Maybe mm. is that it? it? it 
you used to do this analogy with ice skating or remember? I remember the ice skating one, so the but point I don't is, Oh, it's fun at the time. Oh, I remember The dinosaur now. Yeah, ride yeah, yeah. was fun. It was your first time. Woo! Uh, it was the most fun you'd ever had uh, because it was your first ride. Nothing yeah. happens. It's just like, woo, you know? Yeah. And then you go back into the park and now there's actual like loops. And yeah. And then rocks. by the end, there's flips and people are stretching and you're doing things you never could have imagined. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there's a height requirement now. There's all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. There he goes. It's, oh it's a good God. metaphor. It's okay. a good metaphor. Yeah. It really fits. Uh, yeah. The it. whole, the whole, it gets better. Okay, I got it. Now. Yeah, oh, but wow. it's still fun you know. at first. It's still fun at first because it's the only ride you'd ever been. Oh, you know. Got it. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys talk about uh, kids. Like every stage with your kids is the hardest, right? And I'm curious, like, what stages are you in right now with your kids, and what are what are you learning in parenting today? Our oldest is uh, about to turn 16, so he's uh, he's uh, almost at the end of his sophomore year. We have a 13-year-old seventh grader and then a nine-year-old third grader. And so we're in the upper elementary to high school years. It's, I mean, like our, on Sundays, Mel's teaching Joel how to drive right now. It's that kind of stuff. It's yeah. like... Mm-hmm. And so I, I told Mel this and, and, and this is like, I think younger kid years are physically more taxing mm-hmm. um, and that you're just so much more tired because, and even more so for whoever's the primary yeah. caretaker, which mm-hmm. Mel was like, not just the sleep at night, which is a big part of it, but also you have to entertain that thing all day. Like it, it has to be supervised constantly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's like, oh, it napped, it's napping shower now, you know, like even, so they're not even like restful breaks. So, but now emotionally it's much harder because you're like, your son goes skateboarding and gets hit by a car, you know, (laughs) like, or you, uh, you know, or he's like learning to drive or like your, your daughter's getting bullied by the soccer team she's trying to go out on. And you're like, oh this kind of stuff like this is emotional yeah i'm more rested sure i'm getting more sleep than i did but i wouldn't say i'm more at peace than i was (laughs) so there's a there's a heaviness to um the conversation and also just the reality of like oh how much longer are these kids gonna be in my house like our our theoretically our daughter our youngest daughter is going to graduate in nine years and that puts us well beyond the halfway mark of our parenting years, mm. you know, being that we're 15 in and nine to go. Now, of course, you're a parent forever. And also they're, they're Gen Z and a, a Gen A case. So do they, are they even going to be able to move out? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's it's uh, to be determined it's, so far. <laughs> yeah. The institutions haven't exactly held up for them. Um, but there is a, there is a heaviness, um, and in some ways, I think, therefore, like a more unified front needs to be there with like, I, I would say a lot of our hardest discussions and fights and um, tension and seriousness of our relationship has come from just how are we navigating this parental situation right now? You know, 
Yeah, we got middle schoolers, so we uh, we feel you. We're in that yeah. same boat right now. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And then there's just like internet stuff, and what are they seeing on their phones, and what is their they and you know the friends just get a lot meaner, and you know like it's because uh, you remember like I tell Mel like mm-hmm. you have a couple memories of like when you were like a kid. You remember what high school felt like easily. That's not hard to remember at all. I remember. It's, it's so crazy. That, yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, now that COVID has like allowed us to go back on campus, like they have these like parent shadow days when you can go to your kids' high school classes. Oh, and you're just walking down the halls, like so anxious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remembering it's all coming back like, to you. Yeah, headlights, and um, it's so valuable because you gain so much empathy for your kids just like the hallways and the looks and the get the getting class and you're just like oh my gosh this is still so hard yeah so hard yeah so when you during covid i'm just curious i mean you probably went on you obviously weren't on the road was that just a different season for your marriage yeah mel i had somebody um (laughs) after i haven't told you that i had someone uh after my show in Tacoma they're like oh man like COVID that probably just gave like you comedians like so much material that had to be so great for you and I was like I wouldn't say it was great for me like <laughs> my job was a crime I couldn't I couldn't I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't classify uh, the pandemic as a wonderful thing that happened to my comedy career you know um I described the COVID now we were you know, we were in Southern California at the time. So as far as the intensity of the lockdowns and the school closures, our kids didn't go to in-person school for 13 months. It was a long period. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they set, they, they shut down in spring and opened the next spring. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I always describe COVID as, um, like the opening line of Taylor two cities so that it was the best of times. It was the worst of times because there was panic and, death and and people being scared and not knowing the unknown i think was part of the scariest part of it like will this ever come back or you know is this how's this all gonna happen and you know uh um but also we spent so much time together so much just like every day time together where we were going on walks and like i'm talking the whole family that Mm -hmm. there was you know five, six months there where I didn't go on the road at all. And Mm -hmm. then things started to open up a little bit, you know, at limited capacity. And then there were the waves and stuff like that. But it was definitely a season and a season that's very memorable in a lot of ways. Um, You know, we spent a lot of time together, for sure. Still wish it wouldn't have happened, but there were some things. Not that that's a hot take, but, you know. It's interesting because we have friends that are, you know, they also have traveling careers in our part and stuff. And then when COVID happened and they were like forced together, it was actually one of their hardest seasons because they learned how to make everything work so well apart. And they knew Mm -hmm. that flow really well so that when they were always together, like we don't know right. how to do marriage this way yeah like, you know yeah and it was really hard i'm like a lot of like musicians and stuff yeah right um, i don't think that mel and i felt that entirely because we do have kind of a feast famine type schedule mm-hmm. where it's like i'm gone 
Like I'm literally in a different time zone, sometimes a different state, sometimes a different country. And then, but I try to do as much of my work while I'm gone as possible so that when I come home, not always, but a lot of time we will kind of have huge chunks of the day together. Oh, like, at, like, hey, we'll do a couple things in the morning. Hey, Wednesday. We've yeah, like merged yeah. our working out together. We've merged. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Dustin and doesn't then, shoot pilots. Yeah. He's down. No, like I, I actively avoid TV work. Like I don't want anything to do. I don't want to be in a writer's room. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. We have stuff that's based at home for a reason. Uh, but also like i just like i just love hanging out with melissa she's mm-hmm. my best friend so i was like this is the best i love that we yeah. ate so many cheese bagels and drank so many old fashions too many <laughs> 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 we definitely we definitely put on a lot of weight uh but it was great yep we definitely know that same feeling <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're going to not take up too much more of your time. So we ask every couple that we have interviewed for the last, oh my gosh, five years now. Do you think it's possible to change the world, stay in love and raise a healthy family? Yeah, I think it's possible, but you definitely have your work cut out for you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A lot of intentionality. Mm -hmm. Has anyone said no? Yeah. Has anybody said no to this question? Yeah. What did they say? How did they? I'm so well, curious if somebody on, would say I will no. Say they've said no, and there's been people we've had on the podcast that are not still together. You know, like that's part there of. There you go. You yeah. know, that's yeah. Uh, the people that's yeah, real. and they've said yes and are not together yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kind of so. the, have it, the have it all question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's can you like, can you have it all? Is that idea? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That's one of those tough questions. It's tough because you go, well, what's the definition of those three things? Exactly. Yep. Right. And, and you can only define it for yourselves. And I feel so blessed in our family life that like how much Mel and I love each other and how much we love our kids and how close we are as a family that I borderline feel guilty about it. Mm. Like, so obviously I believe that side of it. I think that like the change the world thing, it's, I, forgive me for rolling my eyes at that, but I hate, I hate serious stuff and I hate grand statements like that. Not that I don't think that they're important, but I think in my world of comedy, when comedians think that way about their art, I'm like, you, we are clowns. Stop (laughs) it. We are literally, we have the dumbest stupidest silliest job and we're literal clowns that is our job and sure if you say something borderline insult insightful along the way then people are like oh my gosh i didn't see that coming but the point is it's because you were looking at a clown and you're like oh i didn't think that that clown knew how to read and (laughs) that's so the bar is so low for us on like the changing the world aspect i was like uh uh, I tend to roll my eyes at, at that. I do think that the last question is probably more answered in the first two, that I think having a healthy marriage and having a close family is the, is makes a very positive impact in the people's people who see your life and people who want to have necessarily the things that you have or uh, aspire to them in some ways. But we always are very clear that we do think that there is a dumb luck to relationships at times that 
you met a person at the right time in the right season of your life, the right season of both of your lives, where you were situationally even open to communicating that first time that you met. And also that you grow alike, because I do think, yes, marriage is hard work and that other sacrifices. Absolutely. There's also a dumb luck to it. And I hate when relationships are satisfied or like classified as like successful or unsuccessful, because I don't think that that's, I think there's healthy and unhealthy. And if it's unhealthy and it can't be fixed, then get out. It's not, you didn't lose. There's no losing there. Like Mm -hmm. it's not your failed relationship. So uh, we try and be very kind of like forthright. And that's why we be like, this is a very honest look at what someone who's very close to us said one of the nicest things to me this last week. She goes, I see what it takes for you and Melissa to be good parents, like schedule wise. And it makes me question whether or not I want to have kids. And I go, thank you. (laughs) Yes. And that was the point. Yeah, exactly. Well, you just want to be honest that you're like, there's an old Dana Carvey bit about how People who have kids, they make it seem like it's so easy at first because they just want you to join them. They're like, no, it's so easy. They're just like a little M&M. You just put them in your pocket every once in a while. You know, like it's so, so stupid. It's it's very hard. It takes a lot of sacrifice. And even then it's like, you know, I'm on a run right now where I'm going to see my daughters for, I think, I 10 of the next 30 days, you know, that you're like, oh, no, no that's going to be incredibly hard. So I don't know that was a long answer to be like, yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess the answer is yes to all three. <laughs> <laughs> you can we're have not, it all. We're not forcing you to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. long have you guys been married now? How long has it been? It'll be 19 years this summer. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. I th- I, yeah. It's interesting. I, I like how you guys, going back to when we started the conversation, how you explained how your communication works when you're on the road. I think that's really fascinating. Like, the, this idea that it's just a constant conversation like throughout your day and you're picking up, you're never, you're never recapping. You're just continuously interacting. I really, I think that's a really yeah. big takeaway for me. I love that. Yeah. No, we've been texting this whole conversation. We just, like, <laughs> like, uh, Who are these chachis? Uh, I can't is, is wait this to get over? off the uh, Zoom. These guys are annoying. They're Call dropped twice already. Call me the wrong name. Melissa We're just kept. She just kept sending me the coffin emoji. I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and now it's time for the breakdown. Yes. So break it down. We had a really funny conversation. <laughs> I just like about how open and freeing they feel in their relationship to doing it. However they think works for them. Yeah. And I love that they're just saying like, if you know yourself and you know your marriage and you know your partner, you can do it however way you want to do it without feeling like you have to compare or be like somebody else. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I think that's freeing. I, I also really love this idea of like the constant conversation. I would say when we're at our you best. Mean traveling. Yeah. But even, I don't think it even relates to trauma. It's just like daily life. I'm like, when we're at our best and we're communicating the best, we're constantly texting or constantly checking in or talking about things. Yeah. And it's harder for both of our work. Sometimes it's hard because we're either, I'm either in meetings or something like that, or you are with a patient, which we can't really be in communication during those times, but we try to text. But I, I love that idea that it's like, 
it's never really a recap. Like, I love that he said that. Mm. It's like, no, we're constantly checking in. Yeah, I think it's a good tip for sure. I think it's really good. I also really like just like this idea that there's like no failure or no like successful or unsuccessful relationship or partnership that it's either healthy or unhealthy. And if it's unhealthy, you get out. Mm. And I really... Good premise. That you it's a at the really end good there. premise. Yeah. I think it kind of goes back to uh, you and I had that divorce conversation, right? It's like that same idea is like, if you're, if this isn't in a healthy relationship, that's growing you and, you know, making you a better person, being a better, you know, person yourself with this person, then that's not healthy. Mm. And either you either need to get healthy or you need to get out. Mm. And so somebody might've needed to hear that today. I love that. I love that idea that we're not failing a relationship, right? Hmm. Also, it's just a learning. It's just another growth point. So, yeah. Well, this was fun. It was enjoyable. Needed that. Needed that today. I needed some laughing. I needed some smiling today. So thank you, Dustin and Melissa. Go get that book, How to Be Married to Melissa, and pick it up. It's so fun. A great read. You'll fly through it. It's great. And that's another episode of Love or Work. This episode was recorded by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.